Thank you very much, Rabbi Gatano. It is a great honor to be with you and with my distinguished colleagues and with everyone here who's joined for the purpose of learning halacha in preparation for Pesach. The most frequent complaint I hear from people about Pesach relates to kitneos, the practice of Ashkenazim to avoid on Pesach foods like rice and beans, certain other ingredients. Part of the complaining comes from the fact that there is, Baruch Hashem, thank God, greater interaction between Ashkenazim and Svardim. Svardim do not practice this, including this greater interaction of beautiful blending of families. And with that, more products are now available kosher for Pesach, but with kidneyos. And an Ashkenazi Jew going through the grocery store is tempted by these products. Part of this problem is misunderstanding the reasons for prohibiting kidneyos for Ashkenazim and believing that it logically should no longer apply, which is not true. And part of it, I think a big part of it, is hearing many voices amplified on social media of people who assert that the prohibition of kidneyos no longer applies and either unaware or ignoring that these voices are all outside normative Ashkenazi Orthodox Judaism. So let me be very clear. For Ashkenazim, refraining from kidneyos is required and it will not change. That's just it. At the same time, there is no mitzvah to make it more stringent than it needs to be. It is permitted to own kitneyos on Pesach. It's not included in our sale of chametz. It's permitted to benefit from kitneyos and to use it, for example, in medicines for babies or small children who need it. It's permitted in cases of serious need. And there is no reason to keep adding to the list of what is considered kidneyos. Quinoa is fine. It's not kidneyos, period. Let's finish that discussion. It's okay. Stop worrying about quinoa. Also, unless your custom specifically prohibits the use of peanut oil, use peanut oil. Any peanut oil with year-round kosher supervision is fine for Pesach. I use peanut oil. I buy regular peanut oil with kosher symbol and I use it on Pesach. Unless you specifically have a custom not to use it, Ramosha Feinstein says, go ahead and use it. I say the same thing. Go ahead and use it. So, don't make it more strict. There's no mitzvah to keep adding chumros, stringencies 
on top of stringencies, but for Ashkenazim, Kitnios is here to stay. The minhag, the custom of prohibiting Kitnios, is a desire to be more stringent, prohibiting products that might resemble chametz, or might be confused with chametz, or might remotely be mixed in with a little bit of chametz. It's a desire for Jews to show that the prohibition of chametz on Pesach is one of the most serious prohibitions in the Torah. It's the most serious prohibition involving eating in the Torah. And it only lasts in Israel seven days and outside of Israel eight days. And we want to not just avoid it, we want to stay far away from it. We want to stay far away from even the possibility of violating this terrible sin of chametz on Pesach. We want to avoid even the appearance of the possibility of violating this serious prohibition. And the truth is, every group of Jews has its own kitnios, known by other names. Every group of Jews, other than Ashkenazim, has its own foods that they withhold themselves from, that they prohibit to themselves in order to be more careful than is absolutely necessary. There are all sorts of foods that certain groups do not eat, all for the same underlying reason. For example, there are some groups of Jews that do not eat garlic on Pesach. There are some groups of Jews that do not drink milk on Pesach. There are groups of Jews that prohibit gibrachs any time matzah meal or matzah has come into contact with liquid. No kenelach. There are groups of Jews that only use shmura matzah and not regular matzah meal. There are groups of Jews that will only eat fruit that has a peel that is removed. There are groups of Jews who will avoid any processed food. All Jews, in different ways that are appropriate to their environment, go beyond the letter of the law to avoid even the slightest possibility of chametz on Pesach. And this is a demonstration of Yiras Hashem, Yiras to have a reverence and a respect and an awe for God. God is commanding something and we revere it, we respect it, we want to stay far, far away from it. And Ahavas Hashem, a love of God. We love God so much. We don't want to do just the minimum of what God asks. When we love someone, for example, we don't want to do just the minimum. We want to do the maximum. We want to do more than we are asked for. This is an important principle of traditional Jewish life. And that is that halacha, Jewish law, does not have just one level. And I realize that this is confusing to a lot of people. There is such a thing as halacha. This is what is required according to Jewish law. 
then there's such a thing as a chumrah, a stringency. It's appropriate when someone has an enthusiasm, an ability to go beyond the minimum. That's a stringency. Then there's something called a kula, a leniency. When someone faces a situation of shas hadchak, an extraordinary circumstance, and they can't live up to what the actual halacha is, Jewish law makes allowances for that extraordinary circumstance. All three levels, halacha, chumrah, and kula, should be a part of our lives at different times and in different ways. Over the past year, due to COVID, we have made extensive use of many kulos, many leniencies. We have shortened the time of davening. We have suggested to people not to daven with a minion when that was required for health reasons. We suggested to people that if it was necessary, they should fulfill the mitzvah of hearing the Megillah on Purim through Zoom, if that's the only way they could hear it. Not Zoom at the Seder. That's a halacha, and that's not going to change either. We have publicized, I have certainly publicized, and I assume some, at least some of my colleagues have publicized as well, to advocate if you have the opportunity to get a vaccine for COVID and the only time you can get an appointment happens to be on Shabbos and Yom Tov, I would tell you to go on Shabbos and Yom Tov to get the vaccine if that's the only time that you can get it. These are kulos, leniencies, that should be used during Shasat Chak, an extraordinary circumstance, and COVID certainly has presented us with an extraordinary circumstance. But here's the key. When the Shas Hadchak ends, when there is no longer an extraordinary circumstance, but we're back to the ordinary circumstance, the use of the leniency must end as well. Each of us will choose different areas to be more stringent than the halacha requires. Some of us will give more tzedakah than the halacha actually requires. Many, many different areas. And we have the freedom to invest ourselves more fully in what is meaningful to us. Hopefully, this past year will sensitize us to this aspect of halacha, that there is the rule, the din, the halacha, there's a chumrah, a stringency. There's a kula, a leniency. And there is a time and a place when each of them is appropriate. And hopefully, with the end of the Shas Chak due to COVID, we will be able to get back to the basic halacha. And even our chosen chumros, our chosen stringencies, to express Yira Shemayim and Avas Hashem, and to be able to reserve kulos, leniencies for those situations that are truly Shasad Chak, extraordinary circumstances. May we get back to ordinary circumstances soon. I wish you all a very, very happy, kosher, 
and enjoyable Pesach. Thank you very much.